Hey guys, welcome to the Fade to Black podcast, hosted by OMG Studios Philly. By the time this recording is uploaded, the Fade to Black festival will be tomorrow. You can get your tickets online at omgstudiosphilly.com or at the door. It is pay what you can. Uh, 50% of the profit goes to the artists and there's free wine. Today we're talking about the 1996 film The Watermelon Woman by Cheryl Dunyer. Powder. You know how hard it was to find these films? It's like one of the few race films that she ever starred in. Welcome, yo, hello, to the Fade to Black podcast hosted by OMG Studios Philly in preparations for Fade to Black. It's a Black Philly film fest. We are just, what, three days away from that event? If you haven't got your tickets already, get them. What are you doing? They're pay what you can. You can pay five bucks. You walk in there and see a bunch of content. Get some uh, some some fun fun hangout time. It's great. It's awesome. And wine. And wine. I didn't know and if I was allowed wine. to promote free that, wine. so I'm glad you pointed that out. Free wine. Free wine for people 21 and over, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Don't bring your little you know. Don't bring your little euphoria friends over to the to the to the damn whatever. Um, you do ID. We ID. I'm going to be like, pull we that do shit ID. out. We I do. mean, pull that crap out. I'm, yes. I, I, per request of Sonny's grandfather. And it's also a resolution I'm trying to make. I want to curse less. So if you're listening, <laughs> pop pop. I, I feel you. And I'm sorry. Shout out to um, Granddaddy Rico Swabek. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today we watched a very special movie. I say this every time, but this one's special. I'm David Dunnington, black person, artist, filmmaker. I'm with the homies at OMG, Sonny B. Rose, Imani Johnson, Dominique Barlow. We are all Philadelphians, and that's why this film is special. It is Watermelon Woman by Cheryl Dunye. Um Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, first of all, it's made in 1996. Very, very, very low budget. It is a hybrid documentary that has fictional scenes and interviews with real people, some of which we kind of know um, because they taught at our school. I would love to hear a synopsis from somebody about what this film is, what it's about. And you can spoil it. I don't think spoiling it is a problem because I feel like knowing all of what it's about kind of is um, intriguing about it. So if anybody wants to give a quick summary from their viewing of it, Sonny, Imani, Dominique. Um, so you have Cheryl, who is a, uh, she's an aspiring, not even aspiring, she is a filmmaker um, living in the Philadelphia area. And um, she got really into watching old films from like the 30s and 40s because she was looking for like black women in films from this time. Um, and, you know, watching a lot of mammies and, and, and whatnot, but comes across the watermelon woman in one of the films. And she just thought she was beautiful and gorgeous. and She really felt connected to her. Um, and she goes and asks her mom about it. And her mom's like, oh, yeah, I know homegirl. That's not the watermelon woman. Her name is Faye. Um, we used to all go to the club to see her. We all were like smitten. Um, and so as 
Cheryl goes into this dive and trying to discover discover who Faye was. Um, you know, she finds out she was in this relationship with this the director of that movie, this white woman, uh, during that time, and kind of sucks how her only credit of that movie, like she doesn't really get credited. She's just the watermelon woman when she had this whole life uh, and career after that. But I don't know. I feel like it was a journey for Cheryl and like her own um, identity. And uh, yeah, I mean, she learns about Faye in the end and meets like her last partner. And Faye, the, the person, had a relationship with a white woman, film director, lesbian. And Chardonnay is a lesbian. And she's having a relationship with this other white woman. Um, and she's feeling connected in that way. Um. And also, I guess it took me a while for the, me to pick this up, but I mean, Water Woman's not real. Faye is not real. Yeah, I, like after we watched it, I thought it was kind of cool um, to think about the idea of this filmmaker like discovering herself in a film, and then like in the retelling of this story, like in the retelling of the story of her making this discovery, it's also her like re interweaving her own narrative into it. Um, and so it's like, she's talking about uh, these queer black women having to tell their own stories and how important it is. Um, and it feels important to her to also highlight herself, the filmmaker in the telling of that. And it feels like, I don't know, uh, a story about telling stories, even if they're made up, but still to just like emphasize the importance of like who the storytellers are. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. I know it came out in, you said, 96. Mm-hmm. Um, and it clearly had many of those, like, tones and aesthetics in it. But um, one thing I really enjoyed about it was, like, whenever we did go to the video store, it was kind of like a black woman version of Clerks. Yes! Um, yes! And yes! I really, really, like, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Um, just that little little feel there. It was just a little bit deeper, but I still got a very clerk's feel with her and Homegirl, like always with the banter back and forth and just talking about like life or whoever's coming in the store and like you're dealing with just different people looking for different things and uh yeah, I really did enjoy that part. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um I think something I wanna I've always thought about with this too is like so I background i watched i was shown this in film school specifically uh my feminism and media class and it's just one of my favorite films i've watched in school um and i think the first thing is like well first of all we talk about like you know perfectionism is kind of like has roots in white supremacy and all this other stuff and if you just watch this movie as like a commercial movie you're gonna be like this sucks. <laughs> As in, like, the audio's bad, the camera work's fucked up, they break the 180 a bunch of times, it's cheap as fuck, it's just, like, rankity-dankity. Um, but I love that. Um, she's making a gay black film post the 80s, like, just six years out of the 80s, um, in Philadelphia. Yeah, I just, there's a quaintness to it, and, like, I feel like it makes me it makes me want to make it. It's inspiring in that regard because she does tell something that's really authentic and genuine and has a lot of substance. 
but it's not by any means like professionally quote unquote made. Um, but I don't really give a fuck because it says a lot more than things that are clean and beautiful. Um, and this is, there's still beautiful shots in this movie. It's just like, mm-hmm. and it's cool little time castle to see Philadelphia um, and stuff at that time. And it just is. little stuff like that old guy that's like, South Street sucks now. And it's, it was like 96. Shell Dunye, she still yeah. does stuff. Um, she, uh, she directs a lot of TV. She currently, the, I think the most recent thing she directed was um, an episode of Lovecraft Country. So she's still out here, you know, doing her thing. Um, and I think this film is also getting kind of like a, because queer black cinema is kind of being more um, sought after because for good and bad reasons, bad as in like, you know, they're trying to take advantage of. Capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. Um, this has kind of gotten a second breath and I kind of hope that she gets, I want to see another film by her. There's other films she's made that are also kind of like very low budget. Like there's a film called Owls and it's about a, it's kind of like, I know what you did last summer, but with like middle-aged lesbians and like. Um, I really liked how it felt, uh, how it was, again, like how the camera work wasn't the cleanest. Like when we, it, it felt like the, when we're like on the street, like actually like recording people, like doing these like impromptu interviews, um, it really felt like there was like she was a student or something, you know, uh, an amateur filmmaker out on the street. Whereas like when we do have those cuts of them like in the shop or her at home, you know, it's a little cleaner. Um, so it like feels now like you are less in the documentary and now you are in watching the movie. And so I just liked how it was constantly. Uh, switching you from like being in this documentary learning about the watermelon woman and then being um, in Cheryl's story and like yeah like I don't know I really liked how the documentary is not real Um, and like this movie spends like the whole movie like convincing you how real it is because you know stories be you know crossing over all the time they they go over but yeah I, I thought it was cool Agreed. Um, I feel like I was also really in love with uh, the idea of every time the camera like switched into different people's hands, it felt like you got a different perspective. Um, because like one of my favorite scenes was when we were in, I forget, we were interviewing this guy, but it was like T- Tamara was still holding the camera and it felt like she was like romanticizing Cheryl so much. It was like every shot just kept like lingering on her. Um, or like you would catch her like looking at her butt and then like looking somewhere else. So when we got to the points where it's just like, oh no, she's just jealous. And now she's like catching this attitude. And I'm like, oh wow. Like you could so totally see it just in the way that she was like, uh, capturing somebody else on film. Um, and how that shifts as soon as it becomes like Cheryl's now in charge and everything is like a tripod in the back to like make people feel more comfortable. Um, so it feels like part of that indie style of like shooting it just like also lends itself to like telling you more about like how the story is being made or like uh relaying uh this relationship tension just based in how close uh these shots feel um and i think that's kind of cool that the camera gets to be like an extra person in perspective as well or inform that extra perspective i do enjoy how like at the beginning of the movie whenever she was like it was like the introduction but she was like i'm not a filmmaker but then like at the end of the movie 
she mentions it again and she says i am a filmmaker and um i thought that was really interesting just because we are following this fake documentary but we're also following her on this like growth journey or like you know a journey of finding yourself even though it is through this fake story but like i did like the that there was storytelling in many different forms it wasn't just one like main storyline that we were following it was you know you had the fake relationship then you had cheryl's relationship and then you had like the tension between uh the white girl that they were all, uh annie is that her name mm-hmm. the yeah the tension between annie and i think it's anna girl and uh anna oh, okay yeah. um yeah but the tension between there and just um a lot of storytelling and some of it is intentional, some of it's organic, and uh, yeah, you know, I feel like this was a movie that um, she learned a lot from, and you can tell throughout the process of it. That's a good but way I to put really it. I really enjoy, yeah, I really enjoyed, like, at the end, as Sonny said before, that there was, uh, during the credits, we get this whole, like, documentary of Faye, and... Um, I don't know. The way the documentary was at the end was, I don't know. I just really do enjoy how it was set up and how we finally got there. And then it kind of wraps everything together as far as like, what did I just watch? And it's like, oh, this kind of does relate to what we all just watched. Like this Mm -hmm. whole storyline from Faye. Absolutely. And it's like the documentary and the credits too to like keeps you in the story. Like the the movie is over mm-hmm. and the credits are rolling, but it's like you are still in this in this story of Faye's life. Uh yeah, I like how it still continued. Cuz it's like that's the thing that you were waiting for. You wanted to hear how this documentary went, but like yeah, it's like it's being spliced <laughs> yeah. through. You're just getting like directed by Cheryl, executive producer Michael Light. And it's like, oh, okay. So like now you're you're seeing like what it really took to like make this happen. And so it makes you feel like the real story was just about the process and like the product yeah. is more of the afterthought. And so exactly. that's why like we're gonna give you yeah. like our our names like in this moment because now you're paying attention. <laughs> but pay attention to who really made it. Yeah. Yeah, and David, like, be, like uh, you said, um, like you said earlier with uh, how it's just not like a professional movie. Like if you're going to go see a movie, you're going to watch this and be like, Ugh. but like, this is a special movie to the right person out there. Yes. I'll see this and feel seen in that way. And like, yeah, it's, it's made for that person. It's not made for the masses. And uh, I think that is also really special and very evident when watching it. Making films is fucking hard, especially at that time when you're using real film and we're not using digital shit like we are. So, like, I commend anybody who's who made anything back in the day. It's a miracle, to me, at least. Yeah. Um, just knowing what I have now and how hard even that still is. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I don't really have that much more to say about this. Um, I really want people to watch it. Um, shout out Cheryl Dunyer. I want her to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah. Watermelon Woman, 1996, Cheryl Dunye. Watch that joint. Um, this was Fade to Black podcast. 
uh, in preparations for Fade to Black. It's a Black Philly Film Fest 2022 associated with OMG Studios Philly. February 28th, 2022 at 7 p.m. We will be having a film fest. It's going to be great. Be wine. There will be a drag performance, correct? By Ever- Avery Goodman. Avery Goodman. Good name. Avery Goodname, excuse me. There will be a drag performance by Avery Goodname, um, which will be super fun. Um, there's going to be some films. I'm showing a film, and we're also showing an old film from last year. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, go on omgstudiosphilly.com to cop tickets. They are pay what you can. You can also pay at the dough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, if you like that, and there's going to be some people mm-hmm. like that, but you know, we're not going to judge you. It's okay. It's okay. No, just come through. Right. Just come through, man. Damn. Come through. Come through. Come you des- through. You deserve rounds tonight. <laughs> you know, we'll also have an art sale at Fade to Black. We'll be doing some button making. Um, You're- it's mm-hmm. gonna be a good time, and plus, like fifty percent of the box office. All parties welcome. I'm sorry. Fifty percent of the box office goes straight to the artists, so you can pay black people just by attending. Support black artists. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Pull up. You know, close out Black History Month, right? Yeah, absolutely. The you know we got the shortest month, but we're gonna end it with a bang. Um. Yeah. Yeah, how was and you know what? Just quickly, how was your Black History Month, everybody? Just, just and, and one word. <laughs> yeah, it was black. Okay, Imani. It was black with a capital B. Right, 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 Dominique. Um, black with three C's. Word. I'm gonna describe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna describe my Black History Month as black with three capital L's in all lowercase everything else. So black. Black. <laughs> 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 Anyway, y'all, that was great. I hope to talk to this audience again soon. Talk about some more black films. We might even talk about some other shit, just like like Power Rangers movie or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know nothing it about movie. it. It's y'all a movie. Y'all just didn't it's understand fu- it. It's a fucking moving picture. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. Anyway, good night, y'all. I don't know what to say next. Maybe it all has to do with this film project, which is finally coming together. Hollywood, The Watermelon Woman, Faye Richards, and Diana?